Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. And today is October 21st of 2021. And we're celebrating Saturday of the 28th week in Ordinary Time. Today's gospel comes to us from the gospel according to Luke, chapter 12, verses 8 through 12. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, everyone who acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man will acknowledge before the angels of God. But whoever denies me before others will be denied before the angels of God. Everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but the one who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. When they take you before synagogues and before rulers and authorities, do not worry about how or what your defense will be or about what you are to say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that moment what you should say. Today's Gospel is only five verses, but there is a lot of food for thought here. In fact, we can divide this Gospel into three sections, more or less. First, the section about acknowledging or rejecting Jesus. Second, about that unforgivable sin of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. And third, the statement about the help of the Holy Spirit. So regarding the first, meaning the acknowledgement or rejection of Jesus in front of others, we should remember that in yesterday's gospel, Jesus warned his listeners that there is nothing concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the darkness will be heard in the light, and what you have whispered behind closed doors will be proclaimed on the housetops. However, as a commentary attributed to St. John Chrysostom points out, this doesn't mean that we can simply keep our faith as something private and personal, right? It's not like we can say, like, okay, well, I kept my faith concealed. One day it will be, uh, it will be revealed, right? I whisper my faith behind closed doors, and, and you know, I'll trust that it will be proclaimed publicly. No. As the commentary says, the Lord isn't content with an inward faith, but requires an outward confession, urging us to confidence and greater love. And since this is useful for all, he speaks generally, saying, everyone who acknowledges me before others. Our faith needs to be displayed outwardly, right? That doesn't mean that I go and, you know, I ask people if they've accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Rather, and more importantly, it has to permeate every action and every thought. It has to permeate everything in my life, my job, my family, everything. That's a good examination for us. We can ask ourselves, how well are we acknowledging Jesus Christ before others? Both strangers, and then, and maybe this is even harder, in front of the people we know, or the people we live with. Now, regarding the second section about the unforgivable sin, there's often confusion about what Jesus means. How can there be an unforgivable sin, right? Doesn't Jesus forgive all sins? Isn't he love and mercy itself? as St. Faustina says. However, we just need to go back a little bit and see what the fathers of the church say. So over 1,500 years ago, St. Augustine already gave an excellent explanation of this unforgivable sin. This is what he writes. He says, Now that what kind of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is, let's see. The first blessing of believers is forgiveness of sins in the Holy Spirit. Right? That's the first thing we receive, forgiveness of sins. Against this free gift... The impenitent heart speaks. Impenitence itself, therefore, is blasphemy against the Spirit, 
which is neither forgiven in this world nor in that which is to come. For repentance gains that forgiveness in this world, which is to avail in the world to come. So what is he saying? He says, so Augustine is saying that that unforgivable sin is impenitence, meaning I refuse to let myself be forgiven by God. And then he says it very nicely. He says, the impenitent heart speaks against that gift, right? The impenitent heart refuses, but again, because it's a, he calls it blasphemy, right? Which is to speak against God. And he says, that's what the impenitent heart, the person who refuses to be, be forgiven does. They speak against that gift. Again, God's forgiveness is a gift. And so if we reject it, there's nothing God can do. Again, I mean, he can beg with us, he can plead, he can send grace after grace, maybe sufferings, all these different things. But that final refusal to repent is a free decision on man's part. And if man in his abuse of freedom refuses to let God forgive him, God can't forgive him. It's like a doctor a doctor can't treat an injury that the patient refuses to show. Likewise, God can't forgive the one who refuses to show the wounds of his sins. In much the same way, St. Bede writes that sometimes the unforgivable sin means to attribute the works of God to the devil. We heard the Pharisees doing that earlier. When Jesus casts out demons, they're like, no, he does it by the prince of demons. However, when St. Bede explains it, he basically gives it the same meaning that Augustine does. He says, not that we deny that if the sinner could come to repentance, he could be forgiven by God, but that we believe that such a blasphemer, as by the necessity of his deserts, would never, he would never come to forgiveness. So neither to the fruits themselves of a worthy, of a worthy repentance. What does that mean? And again, again, interpreting this, it's the one who attributes God's works to the devil is unforgivable. But that's not because God can't forgive him as if the sin were too great for God's mercy. No, rather, the sinner needs the grace of the Holy Spirit to repent. <laughs> and it's precisely that that he rejects, the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, maybe we're thinking like, well, this has nothing to do with my life. But we should remember that every small act of unforgiveness, every little grudge we hold, slowly hardens our heart if we're not careful and refuse to take the time to forgive. All those little sins, all those little unforgivenesses, set us up for a big final sin, which is that of refusing to ask God for forgiveness. The problem is that this is the condition that Jesus sets for us to be forgiven. If you forgive others their transgressions, your Heavenly Father will forgive you. If you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. We can ask ourselves, are we holding any grudges? Do we refuse to forgive others? Do we realize that this means to refuse forgiveness for ourselves? Lastly, Jesus provides some words of assurance to his listeners, telling them that the Holy Spirit will come to their aid so that he, they can bear witness to him. As one church father puts it, he says, Since our weakness is twofold, and either from fear of punishment we shun martyrdom, or because we're ignorant and we can't give a reason for our faith, Jesus has excluded both. The fear of punishment, he answered, when he said, Fear not them who can kill the body. And fear of ignorance, when he said, Take no thought how or what you shall say. It's a beautiful, a beautiful thought, right? The two things that could keep us from giving ourselves entirely to God, he answers. We can see this great truth manifested in the lives of the saints, right? 
Think of the illiterate St. Joan of Arc, right? So during her trial, she's asked the impossible question, right? Whether she knew herself to be in a state of grace. It's a difficult question, right? Because you can't know with, with, you know, absolute metaphysical certainty. And she replied, if I'm not, may God put me there. And if I am, may God so keep me. So her captors, which included bishops, priests, and theologians, had tried for days to trap this young peasant girl into saying something heretical, and ultimately they failed. That's the greatness of the Holy Spirit's influence and aid. But we can ask ourselves, do do we trust in that promise? Do we trust in the aid of the Holy Spirit? Do we trust God enough to believe that he'll come to our aid when we need it? So today, through the intercession of Mary, Mother of the Word Incarnate, Let's ask for the grace to bear witness to Christ in our daily lives, the grace to forgive others, and to trust in the Holy Spirit's help.